1: Alright. Let's go hour number two on a Friday. Getting ready for those NFL championship games. College basketball rolling. Remember, Texas at Tennessee is a 5 o'clock tip tomorrow, 4.30 on that pregame time. It's Chad and Zay on a Friday. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. It's one of our favorite segments of the week. And if you're thinking about laying a little scratch down on some games, it's always something to check out. It is Brandon Lang. BrandonLang.com. Check out Believe me the show he's doing with cordell stewart uh, at believe sports for that believe network brandon Lang, how are you sir
0: well <clears throat> courtesy of andy reed going in another one of his fat food comas mm. <laughs> um you know he just sometimes late in the game the only thing he thinks about is the dozen Dunkin' Donuts that are back in his office that he's just going to sit there and eat after he does his press conference after the game and the cold pizza left over from the night before that he's just going to put in the microwave and, you know, bang that out while he's at it too, you know? And when you're thinking about those things, you don't think about how to run off the clock with four minutes and 50 seconds to go and you win by 10 up laying nine and a half and the whole world has you. Andy didn't care about that. He's like, pizza and donuts. That's my go-to after the game. (laughs) And if the wife wife got by the locker room and put that Haagen-Dazs vanilla swill salmon, three of those little small containers in there, I'm golden. I'm I'm, I'm good to go. You see, because what Andy did was, when they got the interception and it was 4.50 on the clock and Jags had three timeouts, they ran it on first down, they picked up six yards. Well, there's no use to use the one pass play you've been waiting to use in this situation when it's second and four. Just run twice, pick up the first down. Now you're in the second set of downs. Now you run it for two, three yards at second and seven. And now you use the pass play from your 32-yard line. And now you pick up the first down. You take a knee. And B. Lang at BrandonLang.com is a perfect 5-0 in the NFL playoffs at into end of this weekend. But no! Andy decides to use the pass play on second and Six kicks up the first down, runs it into the line three times, punts and gives Trevor the ball back with a minute five to go. And he turns and says, "He's playing low. Steve. Don't blitz, bud. Don't blitz. Just said, rush three, drop eight, let him go down the field, kick field goal. Whoops, what a onside kick? But our special teams needs a little practice, and we'll win by we'll win by seven. All right, Steve, go get him, Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell somebody to heat up the pizza. Hey, to assistant, go heat up that pizza, meat. Heat up that meat lover pieces, the big ones. <laughs> Not the little slices, the big ones. And while you're at it, you have to take the frozen breadsticks out. All those babies out. You know, six of those breadsticks with that Alfredo sauce that I've got. Not very, very nice, but... Let's
1: go! Let's go, guys!
0: That's our boy Andy Reid. So I will take so much satisfaction when I watch Joe Kuhl go in there and beat this team for a fourth straight time. And the Cincinnati Bengals have a swagger about them, they they know it. He knew on Monday night when they played the Buffalo Bills, they were going to tattoo their butt. They knew it's it. why they won the toss and took the ball and six plays. Later it was seven nothing, and the Bills got a field goal three plays later. That midfield, and then Demar. The only thing Demar did was delayed the inevitable, which was a beatdown that the Bengals were going to give Josh Allen. Dad, what time are we going hunting? Dad, what time are we going hunting? I got nothing else to do. We just got beat by the Bengals. Yeah, Dad. We're going to hunt. all winter Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So now, they're heading into Kansas City. And I'm going to say this on your show right now. Patrick Mahomes, when it's all said and done. And you can, I'm going to stay in touch with you guys for the next 10 years. I'll be 69 years old, and you got to like B-Lang. I remember that day before the division, before the AFC NFC Championship game in 2023, when you came on our show and you said this, and I didn't believe you, B-Lang. B-Lang hitting the bomb, although he don't smoke weed, but ah, he hit the bomb because B-Lang made this statement and said that Patrick Mahomes, when it was all said and done, was going to be, going to be the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Because as good as Aaron Rodgers is, As good as Aaron Rodgers, I should say, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, and when he retires as good as he was, he only won one Super Bowl. Take a deep breath now. Now, if I was going to tell you when Aaron Rodgers won that Super Bowl in 2010, if that was going to be the last Super Bowl he ever won, you'd have looked at me like I was out of my mind, correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yep. And if Bruce, if Bruce Arians doesn't run the football to start the fourth quarter on second down and one when the Pittsburgh Steelers are up four, they end up winning that Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers doesn't get one Super Bowl victory. And if Chris Jones doesn't bat down, bat down two third down passes where Kittle and Samuels is wide open for the conversion, Mahomes doesn't win. That's Super Bowl, because if you look at the eight quarters he's played in the Super Bowl, boys, he's played one half of a quarter, the fourth quarter against the Niners. He was garbage for four quarters against Tampa Bay. He was garbage for three quarters against um, San Francisco. And yet people anoint this kid like he's the second coming. Why? Because he does a no-look pass 10 yards down the field because he scrambles around and runs around for a half hour, makes a play downfield. Yep, people are enamored with his talent. Mark my words, he's got to go through Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. It's I'm telling you, boys. Teams are catching up, and your window of opportunity only lasts through a four or five year period. You know this. Look at let, let history show you. Let history show you, boys. When you have a nucleus that they have together, salary cap and everything catches up. You only got a four or five year window, and then it's done. And his four or five year window is up. Give me the Bengals to go in there and beat them for a fourth straight time. And they're popping off in their locker room, just like they did before the Bills game. Because they know they're going to go to win and win. And that's not even my best bet. I like Cincinnati. And I want to see Kansas City lose. And I'll run from here 11 miles to the strip yelling and screaming if if Cincinnati wins. Because I hate, I hate, I'm going to say it again, (laughs) I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. I will not wear red. I've burned every piece of red garment I have. I will not wear the color red for the rest of my life till Andy retires. <laughs> anyway, there it is. So that's your breakdown of Cincinnati and Kansas City. Now, right. let's go to the Niners. All right. All right. Question number one: What is the best defense against a poor secondary?
1: What is the best defense right. against a poor? So yeah, yeah. Get the get to the quarterback so
0: your your defensive line can, can protest against the weak secondary. What team in the NFL has given up more passes of 25 yards or longer in the entire NFL this year?
2: More passes. I would say the Chiefs, ah. but that can't be right.
0: Is it, If we're talking about San Francisco and Philadelphia, what do you think the answer would be? No, It's one of
1: these two. Niners? Yes. Okay. Huh.
0: They've given up more more passes of twenty five yards or longer this year. So what that tell you? That tells you is if they don't get pressure on the quarterback, that quarterback's gonna have a big day. And I bring you, your honor, members of the jury, members of the congregation, I bring you to the one point of reference is all you need to know who's gonna win between the Niners and the Eagles. Week seventeen in Vegas against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, my man Jared Stidden, all he did was set the bench, hold that little Surface iPad for when Derek Carr came over and sat down. He's like, yo, D, you missed, you missed Devontae here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look up in the stance. Yeah, look, look row 25. Yeah, that's a That's a Russian girl, I met at Sprint Rhino last week, man. See hot bro. <laughs> yeah, now listen, I can either confirm or that I live in here in Vegas that I rolled a little craps with my boy Stidman. I can either confirm or deny. I know where I can either confirm or deny this year, whether I bumped into him, gave a little pound at Crazy Horse Three or Springer Rhino. I can't uh-huh. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not gonna confirm nor deny. Uh, I am just not. But the man making about three million dollars a year to sit on the bench the entire year and do nothing but chill in Vegas and ball out when he's not on the field. My man, possum pen. get after it, kid. Then <laughs> week seventeen he gets a phone call. All right. Good. Josh, yeah, we let Carr go. Yeah, you're starting this week. Yeah, Niners, number one defense. Be ready to go. He, he stretches and goes, ain't nothing but a chicken wing, baby. I got this. <laughs> Let's go. i oh, my girl. going to be here. It's going to be good. How many times? To- now, nah, we're talking about Hall of Famer, Jared Stidman. Stidman's going to Hall of Fame. Yeah, with Joe Montana. Peyton Manning. Tom Brady. He's going. He's going. Because how else can you explain that the Niners defense, which is the Greatest defense we've ever seen. I mean, watch TV. Everybody says they're great. Oh, they're fast. They're physical. They're, oh, my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what Jared Stidman did. First and foremost, this great Joey Boza and all these boys up front or Nick Boza or whatever, Boza, Bozo, how many times they sack Jared Stidman? How many times they get pressure and sacked Jared Stidman?
1: I believe it was none. Okay, family feud. But ah, none. And Hall of Famer Jared Stidman
0: against that defense that got no sacks with 23 of 34 for 364 yards and three touchdowns off the bench in a game that the Raiders should have won. So now you want to tell me that they're going to roll into Philly against that offense. And the best offensive line they've seen all year long and make make Jalen Hurts look like the second coming of Rex Grossman or Jay Cutler. Ain't happening, boys. And on the other side of the film, the other side of the uh, a legend, here we go. Our boy Brock Purdy has faced the number two, number three, and number four defenses that get pressure on the quarterback faster than anyone. He's had his three worst passer-rating games against those three defenses. Guess what? On Sunday, he faces number one. The Philadelphia Eagles D-line gets pressure on the quarterback faster than any team in the NFL and leads the NFL in sacks this year. So I tell you, if Brock Purdy rolls into Philadelphia, Pennsylvania against this defensive line and plays an air-free game and beats this team and goes from the last pick in the draft to the Super Bowl, I'll pay my man I said, here Take it Take it. Listen, I never thought my man Could do that Ain't happening guys You got a better chance Of seeing four of the hottest Porn stars rolling To your studio right now With Michael Jordan And four <laughs> Nike basketballs Than that happening On Sunday And I don't see No no knock on your Little studio door No no, Philadelphia is a best bet. People are so enamored with the Niners all year long. After I get off the air, just look at this 12-game winning streak and look who they beat. But more importantly, look at the quarterbacks they beat. Kellen Moore should have been fired five seconds after the Dallas Cowboys lost to the San Francisco 49ers. You're in complete control of the game. You're in the red zone. It's second down and two. Son, why are you throwing the football there, Son. Go back to Boise and run your dad's car wash and have an A1 day. Wasn't that the name of the car wash and <laughs> break Bad? back, A1 day? But not that what it was? A <laughs> boy needs a board. You know what? Oh. Better yet. Roll through the car wash. They're killing. Watch down my Mercedes, man. Use <laughs> the blue rag this time and not the white rag. He gets so much praise for being a great offensive coordinator. The Dallas Cowboy offense struggled because of Kellen Moore. And if they don't fire him, it's going to be the same exact result next year. And if somebody hires this kid as the head coach, that's, that's the second coming of Nathaniel Hackett. I'm telling you right now. Mm. Dallas should have beat him. They didn't because Kellen Moore. Is Bozo the clown and playing Santa Claus at your nearest shopping mall? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah, my yeah. God! Uh, there are, we have. Best, we, hey, Brandon, we've already had cowboy fans agreeing with you today that want uh, want Kellen Moore gone. They're having that discussion today, so that may be the result at the end of the day.
2: Uh, yeah. So, uh, B-Lang, you got Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl, huh?
1: Yeah. Yep. Sounds like it. Yep. Yeah. Especially for those then, people. I don't know. Brandon, what about those people that were able to get Cincinnati at like plus two and a half? Is that what it was? It swung all the way back now to Kansas City, but was it was two and a half the biggest number you saw for Kansas City earlier? Yeah, it,
0: yeah, it never got to three. And then once okay. reports have come out that Mahomes' ankle's fine, and, and rest assured, guys, that ankle ain't fine. You can see him running around for practice trying to show that it's fine. He's saying all the right things to the press that it's fine. I'm telling you. Have you ever had a high ankle sprain?
1: Yes. No. Yeah, it's, I, is. I
0: have. It ain't healing in a week. And the ankle sprain he had ain't healing in a week. You can say all the right things you want, it ain't healing in a week. I'm telling you. Unless they shoot that boy up, he's going to be struggling. But it, it doesn't matter. Joe Burrow wins the national championship at LSU, gets hurt his rookie year, comes back the next year, takes him to the Super Bowl, and comes back in his 2nd full four-year playing and takes him to another Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has got to worry about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow don't got to worry about Patrick Mahomes. As long as Jamar Chase and Boyd and Higgins stay together, <laughs> Bengals are going to be a force to be dealt
2: with, boys. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you there, Bean Lang. Let's get to the Hardwood College basketball. The Horns, they go to Knoxville tomorrow. The play against a really good Tennessee team. How do you like this Tennessee team down the line, and what are the Horns supposed to expect tomorrow? I don't know what the line is. There, I don't really see it.
0: Well, let's just see how, how good your memory is. Who did your boy Bean Lang give you last week in college basketball?
1: Uh, last week was – was that – was last week Iowa State, or was that two weeks ago? Yes, Iowa State. It was two weeks. Two weeks ago. No, that was two weeks ago. Uh, oh, wait. you gave, It was uh, it was an ACC team. There you go. There was you it, go. Baby. Was it Miami against Duke?
0: There you go, baby. There, there you is. go, baby. There it is. Plus six, lost by three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, this week, um, if Texas is getting more than five, I like them. I think they might just because of how good Texas has been at home. Texas reminds me a little bit of Kentucky who went in there and beat them outright. Um, I think Texas can hang, but I'm looking for some value there of five or more. The two games I'm going to give you is Wake Forest at home over NC State. Wake coming off a tough road loss at Pitt. They've been fantastic at home. Let's roll with Wake. Looking for Wake to be laying probably a, a one and a half, two number. Anything more than three don't like it. You should be able to get less than three with Wake. And then look for Creighton at home. Um, probably maybe getting a point or two from a Xavier team that just went into UConn and went out right. Now they're on the road again. Creighton can pull the upset. Um, I can't see Creighton laying more than three. I could see them getting one, so somewhere in there. We'll look for Creighton to get it done. I'm Creighton Way Forest, a little double
1: teamer for you on Saturday. Very nice. There he is, Brandon Lang. BrandonLang.com. Check out Believe Me with Cordell Stewart, and don't expect Brandon to be giving any speeches for Andy Reid anytime soon. Brandon, we appreciate <laughs> it, brother. We will, uh, we will talk to you next week in the off week as we get ready for a Super Bowl.
2: You got it, boys. Okay. You. Thanks, B Lang. <laughs> Well, you know how B. Lang feels about Kellen Moore.
1: Wow. How about that? How about that? He was channeling a lot of Cowboys fans' feelings, I think, on certain play calls in certain situations. By the way, there's a lot of things you can always pick out of a Brandon Lang interview when he's on the show. My favorite part was when he went into that rant about Jared Stidham, did anybody else notice that he probably said his name eight times, but he never said it right? (laughs) he was so excited i think he called him josh once i think he called him jacob once and he never he said stidman three times it was so good go back and listen once we post it brandon lang uh was fired up about that one and that is a game that blinks at a lot of people on this niners defense he's right to bring it up it's one we brought up leading into the cowboys game that Jared Stidham was able to light that group up, and a lot of people thought maybe, maybe, just maybe, Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and those guys could find some success, but they couldn't find enough.
2: Yeah, you know Kellen Moore lost confidence in the run game. I mean, he already doesn't have much confidence in the run game at times, but when Tony Pollard got injured, Those situations, second and two, and thinking about running the ball, you know he ain't thinking about it. With What Zeke is bringing to the table, no Tony Pollard, that Mm -hmm. ain't even go through his mind. It's okay, Dak could get us a dink and dunker, and we could keep on moving the chains and put us in better situations to score. But yeah, I I feel what B. Lang's saying, and what you're saying, that's a lot of the frustration that – Cowboy fans have with their offensive
1: coordinator. And by the way, he was staring at the example in that game, and he still missed it. Because on the other side of the ball, the best running back they had was Hurt, too. A little banged up. Christian McCaffrey dealing with calf stuff. What did Kyle Shanahan do? Did he just stop running the ball? No. No. He handed the ball to Mitchell. Yeah. In fact, my favorite play of that game, if I'm a Niners fan, was a second and seven when they were trying to kill clock. They just handed it to Mitchell. Blocked the crap out of the Cowboys. He got like eight and a half yards. Yeah. First down. It was impressive. That's what Kellen Moore doesn't see. He doesn't value a running game. He'll value a running back, but not a running game. Remember the game this year where we talked about Malik Davis. Came out of the game and was like, wait, Malik Davis had like six carries, but he averaged seven a carry. You're giving him the ball. Why didn't you give that was a game where I think Pollard was it? Pollard either got banged up or didn't play. Right. Maybe they rested him or whatever it was. And Elliott actually was pretty good. And then Davis had seven yards of carry, but they didn't give him more carries. But that's just kind of what Kellen Moore is. I would tell Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, you guys need to take just. I understand there's something about this kid you love. Let him go find it somewhere else. You need to find someone that aligns better with Dak and your offense, but more importantly, respects what your defense is. And, and he I might don't, be a I yes man Kellen.
2: too. He yeah. might just be right. Yes, sir. No, sir. Okay, Jerry. He might just be one of those guys that there's a comfort and way you can just push him around, no pushback yeah. that Kellen Moore brings to the table along with
1: Big Mike. So yeah. you're saying we're back to the old problem of this is all just about whatever an eighty year old man wants? It's always gonna be that problem right. to a certain extent. Now he's not the one calling those plays, is he? No. Okay. I hope not. Uh, Yeah, I would make the move. We'll see if the Cowboys do that today or if by the end of business today we find out that they're going to re-rack it again with Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn announces yesterday he is staying. That's great news, I think, if you're a Cowboys fan. But if I'm Dan Quinn, the first thing I ask Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy before I say yes is are you bringing him back? Bringing back Kellen Moore? Yes, I would ask it. Are you bringing him back? And if you are, we all have to have a serious talk with him because he doesn't respect my defense. He's not helping my defense out. If you guys agree that the most badass thing this team has is my defense, then you need an offensive coordinator that realizes it and calls plays off of it. Do you think Danny Boy negotiated that? I would have. If I was Dan Quinn, that's Yo, what – kudos if he did. I would I would have threatened to take any of those other jobs. I would have said, we have unfinished business, but you got to get me some help on offense. You have got to get me and Dak some help. And Kellen's not providing it. Right or wrong, I'd make Kellen Moore the fall guy because you know you can't tell Jerry it's Dak and you know you can't tell Jerry it's McCarthy. And so you got to – it's got to be Kellen. And when you
2: see all the other guys take the bullets – like Leon Lett, and then the rest of those oh, yeah. guys, quarterback, it's coach, co- line there has to, coach, yeah, off, everybody. Yeah, there has to be some type of comfort there for everybody coming back. Like you can't change too much.
1: You know, that's I mean that's a point. Maybe they you, you can't yeah. change
2: too much to where you see Kellen Moore and you're like, at least him and Deck have a relationship, no matter what it is or what you think it is at least there's comfort there where Dak could talk to him and feel some type of warmth due to the guy that he's been with for a while instead of going complete gun-ho and
1: bringing in brand-new everybody besides Big Mike and Dan Quinn. That relationship is part of what bothers me. I don't want Dak to feel warmth from Kellen what? Moore. I want Dak to feel football from his offensive coordinator. That's you, what I want.
2: You think Jets? the Jets don't want that warmth from Coach Hackett And bringing in Aaron Rodgers, they want all the warmth. Like, y'all's relationship is a big reason why you probably got that job, Nathaniel. Because what you did in Denver, bogus. So, you better do something. Because our quarterback situation in New York, thinking as a Jets guy, thinking as a Jets fan, is all mucked up. So... Unless if you could get that guy from Green Bay that got four MVPs and we heard what Brandon Lane said about him, who cares what you say about him, that guy could play some football. He could sure. play
1: some quarterback. He is. He's earned the right to, if you want to make him feel warm in relationships, he's earned that right. <laughs> Dak hadn't earned that right yet. I'm sorry, he hasn't. This is about football. This needs to be better football for Dak is what it needs to be. And they got to find the guy that can get him there. Uh, is it Kellen Moore? They're going to let us know sometime today. Hopefully we get that report before we are off the air at 7. Uh, so keep it right here with us, and then Ball Don't Lie, picking it up at 3. Up next, we'll get you a little Flex 30 segment. The schedule's out there for you for high school basketball. We'll tell you some of the games that we're paying attention to, and Jeff Ketchum's coming up at 205 from orangebloods.com. He's a Cowboys fan. Does he want Kellen Moore back? He'll give us his thoughts there and we'll talk some Longhorn stuff too as National Signing Day comes up. Going to close the door on the 23 group and of course some changes with the receivers coach, A.D. Mitchell coming in, basketball, getting ready to play Tennessee. We'll get Catch's thoughts on all of it. Stay with us. This is the Horn. damn shame everybody just wants to go back home. that voice isn't a shame but the you know the theme of the song don't you hate that when that happens you get so old and everybody wants to stay at home Hank Jr. Bo Cephas himself all my rowdy friends have settled down that's right God when did this one come out 80s I don't know I'm guessing somewhere in the 80s. The
2: 80s would make sense.
1: Probably in that 80s run for him. That
2: makes sense, yeah.
1: Hank Jr., The Bangles, Janet Jackson have all been a part of the show today. Also, in musical achievement news, I did finish Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. I got done with the album. Zay, I didn't even realize the end of that record that I had. I guess I had a remastered. It was just a bunch of... Like four versions of songs that were already there. Yeah. So I was just about done. I was literally only a track or two away from being done there. So I heard Tears yesterday, and then the whatever that Seven Chambers or whatever the last that next to the last song is said the Seventh Chamber. Uh, that was good. Seventh Chamber Part Two. Really good stuff. And not that I needed another reason to respect RZA as a producer, but that. That The stuff he's putting together there, I'm interested to go hear some more of the stuff now. Uh, now, when I get to a – you've told me to go listen to solo records, yeah. the records from the artist. So if I go listen to a Method Man album or – Yeah, did, listen
2: to Taekw next. That, that, listen, Try to listen to them in order okay. from how they went. So, so
1: I, I need to go next to a Method Man record?
2: Yeah. Is that what you said? Method Man 94 album, Ty Cal, Okay, That was the next Wu-Tang album. That's when RZA said, okay, we're going to make our next album as a whole – in a few years, but I want to work on everybody's individual album. Okay. I'm going to get everybody individual deals so we can all get this money and not have to spread it out with loud records.
1: He's brilliant, man. and That's incredible.
2: Yeah, Def Jam obviously had the most resources out of anybody in rap. So they signed Method Man because Method Man was the ladies' man and... The guy with the hugs. And man's just a cool dude.
1: So then he is, so then RZA is still the producer.
2: Yes, he's still the producer. Okay. All of Taikao, maybe except for one song, maybe two. And it's that. Then you got to listen to Old Dirty Bastards album, The okay. Return right. of the 36 Chambers. Okay. Then you got to listen to Kwan's album featuring Ghostface Killer. Mm-hmm. Only built for Cuban Lynx. That's my favorite Wu-Tang album. Only built for what? Cuban Lynx. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fire. Referencing the chain. Is that a chain reference? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but it's
1: like a mob vibe. That's your favorite?
2: Yeah, because that set the tone for, like, mafioso rap. Okay. Like, that's when everybody was like, oh, you could, like, Al Capone and Scarface and put it in your raps. Like, nobody was doing that before Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. so that album's legendary. Okay. And then the most underrated, but people a lot of people say it's the best, Jizz's album, Liquid Swords.
1: That's a great name.
2: That's... Okay. A lot of people, like Wu-Tang fans, even not Wu-Tang fans, they say that's the best. It doesn't get the most love, right. like Method Man and Old Dirty Bastard and Raekwon's album, but Liquid Swords... Jizza might be the best rapper in the group. Wow. Okay. As a whole.
1: All right. I'll he check... says
2: a lot of stuff that's over your head. So that might be a one, two time listen.
1: Okay. I'll check it out. Let's we'll stop right there. I got homework. I got four, out, yeah, I got four albums. Yeah, that's it. There's
2: more. There's okay. more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... yeah no,
1: I'll mi- and I'll mix it in. I'll mix that up as I'm studying for these concerts I've got coming up. I'll do a little get a little bit of Stevie Nicks and some Wu Tang. Yeah. I'll get a little bit of Billy Joel and some Wu-Tang. We'll just go back and forth.
2: Yeah. People say that the, those five albums, because you gotta stop at four, but Ghostface Killer drops Iron Man in '96. People say that oh, those five albums, hang
1: on, all right, yeah. I gotta write that down. Yeah, those
2: five albums together, they say that's just Wu Tang royalty.
1: Okay, okay. And you, since I am a superhero guy, I'll write Iron Man down. Okay. And Ghostface Killers, yeah. my favorite name in the group. Okay, so uh, thanks to uh, somehow Hank Jr. just got us into a Wu-Tang conversation. <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me of it. It's all it's all music, man. Find yourself some music you love. Hank Jr., the Bengals, Janet Jackson, all uh, on the show so far. Uh, always interested to hear what Zay is going to bring us. And uh, he's also bringing us Where We At In Society coming up at 145. Right now, let's get you a quick Flex 30 segment. We'll talk a little local hoops. Here we go. All right, FLXATX.com for that full Friday schedule of boys and girls basketball. I'm going to try to get over and check out a little bit of this Maynard New Tech team. Uh, they are pretty high on the flex rankings. We've talked about them a little bit 23 and 6, 6 and 1 in uh, in district. They're in a district out there, Zay, with LaGrange, Caldwell, uh, Smithville out there, out east of everything over there. So their loss is at LaGrange. They're 6 and 1 in district. The last time they played Austin Achieve, they won 77 65. They're uh, getting the rematch tonight at home. Leading scorer, Darius Stewart, averaging 15 a game. Uh, Jaden Stiggers, the sophomores, averaging 13 a game. I'm also interested in checking out Isaiah Kennard, a freshman that apparently is doing some good things for Maynard New Tech out there. Also, um, they have a, I believe it's their center, Houston IFA. Nine points and ten rebounds a game, too. Damn. And uh, I'm interested to see if he plays, too, because in terms of the number of games played, it's less than some of the others, so I don't know if there might have been an injury situation there. So looking uh, looking forward to checking out Maynard New Tech tonight. Comey Harris is another guy that's supposed to be really good for them. So shout-out to Maynard New Tech. Titans, I'm going to try to come out and see you tonight. Uh, that is at the New Tech Gym. Uh, the One of the other big games we talked about this week, Zay, is that Stony Point at Round Rock game. They're 7 o'clock tonight at Dragon Gym. If you guys didn't catch our interview with Antoine Thompson, the head coach at Stony Point, that's at hornfm.com. It's also at flxatx.com if you want to check out the interview. Zay, when he was on with us, he talked about Josiah Mosley. You asked about him, their best player. He told a great personal story kind of side of it where Josiah is coming out to his son's basketball games. Yeah. So really keeping up with things on the personal level, that was cool to hear. Take me to the basketball level though. You've seen him live. What will people see if they go to Round Rock tonight out of uh, Mosley?
2: Uh a very skilled even though he looks undersized at 6-6, I mean, when you're undersized, when you're 6-6 in high school, you're always big. Yeah. But when he goes off to the next level, he will be undersized and he, he's going to be off to the next level. He's getting looks at from Iowa State and a couple of Power Six schools. They're starting to come in. I know North Texas wants some, UTSA, uh, UTA, UT Arlington. So we heard Coach Thompson on our show a few days ago, Chad. I didn't know this. He's 6'7", 6'6", with a 6'10 wingspan. That's why he plays a lot bigger than he is and looks a lot bigger than he is okay. on the court. So he might not jump out the gym, but he just has this Zach Randolph Approach to him, you know, he's just great with his feet. His footwork's nice. He has great hands. He's a good passer. He's an unselfish player. And you know, if you talk to Antoine and some guys on that coaching staff, sometimes they want to bring the dog out of him. Like sometimes they want him to go for thirty and fifteen. And I don't think that's his nature. Especially, he's still an underclassman. He's only a junior.
1: So I was there's gonna say, guys class of twenty four. Yeah, he's, for class of twenty four. Yeah. So there's
2: guys on the squad that have been lettermen for a while. So you know, sometimes. you don't want to step on other guys' shoes or toes because you don't know if you're the man. I think if they get that out of them, they're going to be even tougher to stop. But him and Tiki Moran and Uriza Button, all those guys that complement Josiah Mosley very well, and he's going to do really good on the next level. Obviously, everybody, but you know him especially, he's going to have to bulk up a little bit maybe get some of that baby fat off, but he already has a very good body, uses it well, and, yeah, he's tough to stop in the post and on the outside.
1: 23-1 and 1 overall. Stony Point is 8-0 in district. They'll try to stay undefeated tonight in district. Stony Point at Round Rock. 7 o'clock, Dragon Gym. If you want to head out there, feel free. But also, if you want to find another game, go to flxatx.com. Boys schedule, Girl schedule. Excuse me, Chad, let me answer
2: there. somebody's question on the Specs text line. Somebody yep. said, I'll, excuse my ignorance. You're not ignorant for this question what's a power six school well we know in football there's five big conferences power five big 12 sec big 10 pac 12 and the acc well in basketball there's six conferences the five i just named and the big east Got so that. that's what I mean by Power Six schools, and then everybody else are considered mid-majors, even Gonzaga. Those are mid-major right. schools, schools that don't have the same resources as all the Power Six schools I named. So that's where I got it from. I've heard Craig Way say it a lot of times. I really got it from Craig, Fran Frasilla, the guys like that that have passed the game along to youngsters like myself. But, yeah, that's what I mean when I say Power Six. Yeah, it's
1: kind of, it's really kind of that respect from back in the day when I was growing up, when the Big East was even more Big East than it is. Right now, it's given that respect through time to say, no, no, no we got to put, you got to yeah. have them in too.
2: Yeah, because the Big East has been shooken up a lot. Like, yeah, oh, it's been, UConn weird. wasn't in there for a while. They were in the ACC, and it's still not right that Syracuse isn't in there.
1: No, it's, me- it is still messed up to me when I look at it, but it's just they're given that respect in the world of basketball because they had it back in the day. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, if Georgetown and St. John's were going to play a basketball game, your world stopped. Oh, I'm serious. No matter where you lived. If Chris Mullen and Patrick Ewing were about to play basketball against each other, well, stop, stop. We got plans. I got got to watch. Let's go. Sleepy Floyd versus Mark Jackson. Boy, oh boy. I wish I was alive for them. Some serious basketball back then. All right, Flex. Uh, segment every day at 1 30 up next it's where we at in society with Zay then Jeff Ketchum of Orange Bloods at 2 stay with us it is a Friday keeping you uh, updated on all the NFL stuff Dan Quinn is back Cowboys fans do you want Kellen Moore back plus if you're a Texans fan looks like that D'Amico Ryan's thing is getting closer as long as nobody messes it up this is the horn
2: back.
1: I love this first lyric so much. Oh, dude, it's so good. I forgot we had a little, little saxophone. Yeah, it was a little build up. So this is Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen. He ruled the ruled the show for a little while. Here it comes, I think. Oh come. Oh yeah. His, you did get the slow build. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. God. Painted on jeans. Come on, Billy. He's great. Billy Ocean. The song from a couple movies back in the time. He was on soundtracks, man. Just that smooth Caribbean vibe. That's the best way to say it. This yeah. song was called Caribbean Queen, but I don't know. Every time I heard Billy Ocean, I thought it just felt like you should be drinking a fancy drink on a vacation or something. He's oh, yeah, so smooth.
2: This sounds like it would rock the cruise ship
1: club. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, that feel. Yeah, find me a drink with some hard liquor and pineapple juice. Yeah, with in some it. pineapple in right it. Right bring it to me. Billy Ocean, Hank Jr., The Bangles, and Janet Jackson today. <laughs> Come on, baby, no more love on the run. Come on now. All right, uh, we are rolling through Friday. A lot of NFL notes out there. Texans fans, that D'Amico Ryan's thing looks like it may be happening as long as nothing messes up. Obviously, you still got to coach the Niners' defense, but looks like that may be headed towards D'Amico Ryan's. Cowboys fans, you found out that Dan Quinn is coming back yesterday. Today is the day they talk to Kellen Moore. Will he be coming back? Don't know. Um, Also, thank you to Chris Bennett who just sent us a great tweet with a video in it, Chris Jones of the Chiefs doing a press conference, ended the press conference with, we'll see you all at Burrowhead Stadium. Yes, sir. Now, now Zay, Zay, he said it as he walked off. And he had just said, we're just trying to eliminate distractions. And he starts to walk off and said, we'll see you at Burrowhead Stadium. So he's obviously heard it. They've heard it. They're pissed about it. Can the defensive front get to Burrow or will Burrow be the show? And he gets to stand there with a cigar afterwards and say, Man, it's great to play at Burrowhead Stadium. Yeah,
2: because everybody talks about this record for Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes ain't making them tackles. Andy Reid, he ain't going after them making them tackles. Yeah, they did it to Jones too. They did it to Christian Jones, or mm-hmm. Chris Jones, who has 15 and a half sacks, of, around 16 sacks. He needs to get after the quarterback, and he has not been able to do that to where it's affected the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, and that's why you got that record that I just said. So, yeah, he hears the noise, and I love that. Any Anything that makes this matchup more spicier, bring it on. And the fact that Chris Jones went out of that press conference saying, see y'all at Burrowhead Stadium, It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you want on Sunday. That's exactly what you want. Yeah,
1: all y'all can keep telling me bulletin board material doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, do. I'm going to keep saying you're wrong. I love it, and it's a big part of sports sometimes. All right, so we'll continue to talk NFL. Let's get into where we at in society and see what Zay's got for us today.
2: Where are we at in society today?
1: All right, Zay, do I need to check Twitter? You know I do it so often. Yeah,
2: check Twitter, check Twitter. You know, I feel like this was a topic for where we at at one point, but there's more to it than what happened whenever I talked about or brought it up. Okay. Former Florida quarterback commit Marcus Stokes, who had a scholarship, but it was revoked because he dropped the N-bomb in a video. You remember he was, like, rapping oh, in a video. yeah.
1: And like,
2: I'm with my homies and my Um, Mm.
1: can't say that, Marcus. You got to understand the situation. But for the record, he was singing along with the song? He was
2: singing along. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like he was just out there throwing the world out wildly. Gotcha. So that happened. Ironically, he just got offered a scholarship at Albany State, which is an HBCU. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is an interesting story. So So the N-bomb gets kicked out of florida or gets a scholarship taken away but gets a scholarship offer from
1: a historic black college so you're telling me that somebody might have wanted to have an extended conversation with the young man find out about him find out what was really in his heart find out what was in his soul yeah maybe find out if he knew every single lyric to the rest of that song
2: because that's the thing. Like, It doesn't bother me much. As a brother, it doesn't bother me much because I know he's just rapping along the song. It was just the ignit moment. It yeah. wasn't – he ain't no racist. I
1: don't think now, Marcus is a racist by any means. Not even close. And I forget the this part of the story. Was it something that he – did he know he was being videoed? Was it? He his? was
2: filming himself. It was one of those selfie videos okay, that people like to so, do. I riding see it in now. the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. stunting. Yeah, yeah. Right, right.
1: yeah, I see it now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember the video now. So, yeah, I mean, that's obviously in the social media age – You know, not advisable, but I remember thinking it at the time like, we don't, I don't know. I I don't know that kid. I don't know what he's like. I don't know who his friends are. I don't know what music he listens to normally. Is that a song he's really familiar with? Is that a song he sings all the time? I don't know. But obviously, somebody wanted to find out. Maybe he was able to convince them, hey, man, that's not me. If you guys will give me a chance, I'll come play. Let's go. Since we've been on that 36 Chambers, I would have offered him a scholarship
2: too if he was jamming that old dirty bastard. Shame on a brother trying to run game on a brother. Huh, 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 huh. And you know what he oh. says instead of brother. Uh-huh. I'd be like, yo, Marcus, you could be on my team any day. Now simmer <laughs> down. You got to understand when and where to do those things. But hey, come along. You can sling that football too. Why not? Man, that- I thought Florida was a little. You know, just revoking the scholarship, that's a bit much. Thought it was a little hasty? Yeah, let's talk to the kid. I know we're in 2023. They had the whole George Floyd thing that happened, all that. I get all that's going on, and we're very sensitive to everything. But still, let's look at
1: the situation. He was rapping. Rapping lyrics. Just the ignorant situation, it happened. And you know me, as a music snob, my first question is just going to be, did he get the lyric correct? Did, did it work into the flow of the song? And does he know the whole song and the whole album? Does right. he know about that artist? Is he into that music? That's different. That's a little bit different. If there's some white person walking around the concert like that country singer a few years ago. They, oh, no, no, not the country singer. The, the, another kid from Florida, that receiver. That was at the Eagles, Riley Cooper. Cooper. Right. Oh, yeah. That dude, that dude was walking around a concert, a country concert, and said the word as in referencing, hey, we're all, whatever, referencing a group yes. of people. That's a little different. Very different. And if you happen to be recording a white guy that was singing along with a song, well, does he know the song? Is he really into the song? That's a little bit of a different discussion. So if he tells you, like, no, man, I love NWA. I love that record, and here's what it is. Or I love Wu-Tang. Or I love whatever it is. I don't remember what song he was singing,
2: but, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. I'd be offended if he was jamming some Will Smith. As clean as Will Smith was, I'd be like, yo, coach. I'm an offensive coordinator. Like, coach, I don't
1: know if this guy has that mm. dog in him that mm-hmm. we need. Oh, that's tough. Jamming Will. And it wasn't summertime either. Okay. I'm just getting the, I'm just getting the temperature for it. What about Young MC? Young MC. What about Young MC? Would you Is that be a, a rapper? Now, come on. You may have answered my question. You know, bust a move, Young oh, MC. Oh, Wow. I'm just asking you if you're exactly. Younger. I'm asking you if you had like a big if you had a big prospect coming in. You know what, Arch Manning. What if Arch Manning was on a video and you're like, oh, hey, check out Arch. He's rapping. And you turned it on and he said, you're dressed in yellow. He said, hello. Wouldn't like it. No? I wouldn't like it. Yo, Arch.
2: Arch, you from the boot, dog. Uh, you from New Orleans, bro. I need uh, some master P. I need some big timers, little okay, Wayne, little Boosie. I know Arch got that on the playlist. I
1: just wanted to know where Young MC I, was on the. Yo, on Arch,
2: especially being from New Orleans, stack. he better got have some uh, cash money in that playlist. Okay. Please believe me.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, there you go. Uh, best of luck to Marcus Stokes at Albany State. That'll be an interesting story to follow. Um, somebody, needs, somebody needs to keep up with that, too. That's going to be a really interesting discussion to have. It is. The, the, uh, and, uh, to get an opportunity is one thing. For him to go to a historically black college like that and be the quarterback, there's going to be so many interesting stories come out of that, and I'm, and you hope that the young man and his teammates are all going to grow from it and learn from it because – Yeah, I don't even I
2: really don't think it's that big of a deal. You just got to let him know, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. That's it. He shouldn't have had his scholarship revoked. That's completely bogus. But now he's probably looking at, you know, with our conversation yesterday with Ed Reed on Bethune-Cookman, he's probably looking at Florida and Albany State like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. Myself.
1: He's checking out the facilities. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know. Florida
2: and Albany State,
1: he'll a be, little difference there. He'll be saying some other words he shouldn't yeah, be saying on videos. Yeah, yeah maybe some true. four leather words <laughs> yeah, they should right. be saying. Exactly. All right, there's where we're at in society. Marcus Stokes, again, is that kid's name if you want to follow that story at Albany State. And if you want to follow what Zay's doing on Twitter, at Ain't that underscore Zay. I'm at C. Hastings 1049. The station is at the Horn ATX. Up next, Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com talking Cowboys, Longhorns, and some other stuff uh, as we roll towards the NFL Championship Games. Who's catch uh, picking to go to Super Bowl 57? We'll get to that next on the Horn.